tieflings and tabaxi, high elves and halflings, barbarians and bards. Welcome back to Raw School. Open up your player's handbook as we take another deep dive into the magical and mystical world of Dungeons and Dragons. Class is now in session. Welcome back to Raw School. <laughs> yes, welcome. <laughs> We've got a weird student with us today. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not a student. I'm the table. <laughs> You're the table? Someone cast animate objects on me. <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, welcome back to, to Raw School, guys. We're going to let the table hang out over there, and we're going <laughs> to go about our class for the day. Well, we're going to be talking about a topic that I'm very excited to talk about. Paladins! Doing a deep yep. dive into paladins today. Yeah, this is going to be the first in our in a line of uh, deep dives into all the different classes in D&D. So we did run through each of the classes um, in season one of Raw School, where we kind of gave you the the highlights of each of the classes and the races. So what we're planning on doing with these segments is kind of going going pretty deep, talking about you know what role these kinds of classes play in in the world, um, subclasses that are exciting benefits and. Uh, weighing it out about the subclasses of a paladin and other classes. So let's get started. Yeah, let's do it. So paladins, these are your, just briefly, we'll just touch upon those key points. So these are your half casters. They're a martial class. They get that two two attacks at fifth level. Um, they get half the number of spells that a full caster gets, but still get access to magic. So they're one of those balanced fighters and magic users. One of the initial appeals for picking a paladin for me as my very first character was that having never played D&D before, I didn't know whether I wanted to be a fighter or a caster. Mm -hmm. And paladin is just the perfect recipe for that. You get a little bit of both. You get to be a bit of a tank as you get stronger and stronger and into later levels. And you pick up really cool spells without having to be a full caster. So you're not worrying about memorizing a bunch of like higher level spells. You get to master the art of spellcasting at a lower level while still getting to be right up into battle uh, on the front lines. So a fantastic choice overall is picking the class of Paladin. Absolutely. Um, just briefly, some of the key powers that Paladin gets. Lay on hands, the ability to heal people. You get a pool of healing five times your Paladin level. Mm -hmm. So quite a bit of healing power that you get. A hundred points at 20th level, which is Krizazzy. Um, uh, uh, you also get divine smite. You can you can consume a spell slot to do extra radiant damage um, on a hit. And if you listen to our last episode of Rotten Order, Anna recently <laughs> did that with for like ninety seven points yep. or something. Um, it's devastating. I mean, it's devastating regularly because getting to do you know two d eight extra of da like radiant damage is amazing already. If it's an undead or a fiend, you get to add another d eight to that, and then forget about it if you roll a natural twenty because you get to double all of that. So. Yes, 
Yeah. And later on, you can use your your uh, healing hands just to uh, uh, to cure people of diseases um, and and to do all kinds of like interesting stuff and end um, end effects uh, that are are on individuals like spell effects. Right. Um, and also uh, paladins get auras, aura of protection, aura mm-hmm. of courage, super, super powerful effects that give people boosts to their saving throws and make them immune to the frightened condition. It, it's a, such an amazing melee class to have, especially if you have more than one melee class. Um, they're going to benefit from all the stuff uh, that the paladin can do. Absolutely. And, and your auras, um, everyone, I think, gets the saving throw aura. Um the aura of protection, but whatever subclass you pick at higher levels gives you specialized auras as well, which is fantastic. And you can kind of tailor that to the character that you want to play and the kind of service you want to provide to your group, whether that's, you know, um, making sure they're not charmed, making sure they're not frightened, making sure that they get some sort of boost to wisdom or intelligence or strength or whatever. These subclasses, be sure to read these like other um, abilities and boosts that um, the paladin subclasses give you because they can be really, really useful. And speaking of having a balanced spellcaster and fighter, you get to pick a fighting style as well, which each of the, I think there's four listed in the player's handbook, each of those has its own absolute amazing benefit. Um, I typically tend towards picking the dueling fighting style, which no matter what gives me a plus two to my damage rolls, which I mean, that's just an incredible little bump. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think there's seven official for Paladin. And then um, uh, if other classes have access to more, but um, right. Yeah. So, okay. Now, Moving away from sort of the that those nittier, grittier aspects of it, one thing I think that's so interesting about paladins is that yeah, when I first started playing, I'm like, what is really the difference between a cleric and a paladin? Right? I was like, I, I don't really understand the difference. So I was reading up on them, and it really comes down to how they gain their subclass and where their magical energy comes from. Um, when you are literally in the player's handbook, it says you have learned to draw on divine magic through meditation and prayer to cast spells as a cleric does. But unlike a cleric, you don't necessarily swear yourself to a god before right. before you pick you know a, a, um, uh, an oath at third level. So at second level, you get spellcasting, but you don't pick an oath until third level. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always wondered. Where does this magic come from? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, God looks kindly down on you, man. You prayed. You didn't swear allegiance to them or anything. But I love that a paladin at third level doesn't make an oath to a deity. It's more of an oath to an idea. Right. Right. And and I think that's that can it, it just informs the class so much. I play a paladin um, in a uh, a, a, my, a campaign where we all play dwarves, and um, I was able to my DM let me create my own oath, um, and I the, I do have ties to a deity there, but what fuels my character's ambitions is not being you know being allegiant to this deity. It is exploration and and carving new pathways in the world and 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 like exploring and reaching the surface and and finding new new places so it's it's so much broader than just like i'm gonna serve a god 
Absolutely. My my very first character, I talk about her a ton. Iso, she has sworn an oath to, of the crown. And that is not based at all on any god or anything. Um, it's based literally on her history as a princess of a country and that she comes from this like royal bloodline, which is what drew me to the oath of the crown in the first place, because I got to pick an oath that bled and right into my backstory and my plot, which was really cool. So, but that's a good example of one where it's like, yeah, it's like you said, there's really no deity attached to that. Right. So, so, so I just think it, it gives you as a player so much room to say, okay, well, here's where I get this magic from. And Anna, I think for Issa, we kind of talked about, um, okay, like, like, Maybe this is a mix between her heritage as a half elf, right? Because elves have access to magic. So maybe this is some extension of that. Mm-hmm. Plus, like just the royal, the the power that comes with her royal family and that lineage that's sort of um enshrined in that item I gave you, that the shield. Right. Um, and together those things sort of give her access to these incredibly powerful abilities. Yes, very cool about paladins that you can actually just draft your own story about where this magic come from comes from as opposed to saying, you know, oh, the god bestowed it upon you. So love that. Yeah. So shall we maybe discuss some of these oaths then? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. So, I mean, turning first then to um, oaths that are in the player's handbook, we have, I think they talk about three, so devotion, ancients, and vengeance. Mm-hmm. Each of them has some benefits to it. Um, devotion, I what I like about this is that you get to have lesser restoration not on your prepared list. It's on your like forever prepared list. They just give it to you at a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a fantastic spell to have handy, first of all. And the fact that it doesn't take up a slot in my need to prepare at the end of each long rest is actually really, really handy. And the um, what I have written down in my notes here is that the sacred weapon feature is really mm, nice. I was just going to say, yeah. So, yeah, like much like a cleric, paladins get access to channel divinity. They, they, they only get it back on a long rest. So it's a little bit more limited than a cleric. But yeah, Anna, tell us about this sacred weapon channel divinity. Yeah, as uh, the player's handbook indicates that as an action, I can pick a weapon and imbue it with positive energy. And then for a minute, I get to add my charisma mod to the attack rolls made with that women with that weapon. Um, and it also emits a bright light. So my charisma mod right now, I think is like either a plus four or a plus five. Mm-hmm. In addition to like a plus seven on my weapon already. So to be able to add a plus four to my plus seven and just for an entire minute, which let's be honest, most battles only go maybe like a minute and a half, right? Because each oh, turn is only taken. Yeah. I like, like I don't... if they go a minute, it's amazing. Right. That is a, an extremely <laughs> yeah. long combat. So for an, the entirety of a battle, I'm adding my charisma mod to all my attack rolls. That's insanity. What a fantastic channel divinity feature on that one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And then we have, let's see, Oath of the Ancients. 
Um, this one, I actually really appreciated the spell list on this one because yes. it had spells that aren't included on the paladin spell list. So things that we're not going to see otherwise, unless we pick this oath, speak with animals, moonbeam, mm -hmm. misty step. I mean, the channel divinity stuff is a little less exciting here, but the spell list and the aura of warding that you get is amazing. So this is definitely one to keep in mind. I mean, the channel divinity, uh, to be honest, nature's wrath, it's basically yeah. like casting the entangle spell, right? Yeah. Like a restrained creature has disadvantage on attacks and all attacks against it have dis have advantage. Yeah. So, I mean, that's actually kind of a <laughs> kind of a great um, channel divinity. That is um, very true. But uh, that aura of warding is insane. That, ch that beginning at seventh level. You and friendly creatures within 10 feet of you have resistance to damage from spells. That's insane. Like, that is madness. All just all <laughs> just spells. Just like all spells. 10 feet of you, everybody that's around you, and you forever Oof. only get half damage from all spell attacks? That's cray. <laughs> I was just as a random thing. I was just reading about spore druids because I'm going to play one in another campaign. Um, at 14th level, spore druids just can't be critically hit. Like any critical just turns into a normal hit from any nice. source. And I'm just like, what the fuck? This arguably is more powerful. Imagine yeah. if someone cast disintegrate on you, a spell that is supposed to do like 40 to a hundred damage suddenly is now doing like 20 to 40 damage. That's crazy. Fireball. Fireball. <laughs> right. Meteor swarm. 20, uh, 20 D six fire damage, 20 D six bludgeoning damage. My God halved immediately <laughs> without even having to make a save that's nuts yeah so. so that's let's keep that one in mind Absolutely. future players i'm actually kind of bummed i didn't know enough about this when i was picking <laughs> this to pick this one because i'm like that is amazing <laughs> yeah that's awesome Yes. Um, the vengeance one, nothing really like jumped out at me without about this oath other than um, you get Hunter's Mark, which is yes. always really nice to have. So Yes. And if you're playing up to 13th level, I mean, Banishment and Dimension Door, ooh, mm -hmm. those are two fucking amazing fourth level spells. So Having recently used Dimension Door, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's, th those are two really great spells as well as Hold Monster. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this is actually an, an, an awesome uh, oath to take a look at. Yeah. And then I, I took a quick look at the ones that are in um, Tasha's. Uh, some of the kind of changes that Tasha's makes makes to paladins is that you can pick the blessed warrior option, which yeah. allows you to take some cleric cantrips yeah. as spells, which is yep. super exciting. That's what I did for my paladin. Very fun. Yeah, and so now I have I have um toll the dead. So nice. I, so my paladin who really doesn't have any ranged spells yeah. now has within sixty feet I can do either. Uh, d8s or d12s uh if they fail a wisdom save and a lot of creatures are not super wise absolutely and and there was interception that you could also pick which has you know a very decent you get to just subtract damage from that um and then i was reading about blind fighting mm -hmm. and i found this to be pretty useless as a no <laughs> are you kidding no blind fighting is amazing <laughs> you can basically see anything that's even if it's invisible you know where it is and can hit so you don't how get a often is that happening in practice is my question I mean, though listen anna 
Well, you just gotta like. Just it sounded it really there. cool, but then I was like, "How often would this be coming?" All right, up? you just you just wait. Well, oh, all of my all of my enemies are going to be invisible moving forward. Well, I had a combat where uh, Heather's uh, cleric in in Gaijer One, Heather's cleric died in a combat where um, I had two invisible spellcasters who use greater invisibility, and uh, they fucked that party up, man. Wow. She, luckily, she was brought back to life but i mean hey don't don't underestimate you're right okay i'm sorry speaking of which i was thinking about this a couple of these oaths give you the spell sanctuary which i don't know if you've read about that spell very much i looked it up for today and i was like what a great thing to use on an ally that's down yes absolutely that is a very handy spell Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. sanctuary is great um it's a first level spell right and yeah and it's you know so you're not going to like consume a higher level slot and it's a great thing uh to use to protect people absolutely right why don't you tell us about the oath of the crown iso's oath um i mean it it drew me honestly at the time knowing nothing going into this it literally just drew me because it had the word crown in it and i knew <laughs> i wanted to play royalty <laughs> But it has some wonderful, like, pre-prepared spells. Oh, my God. This is another one. If I make it to 13th level, I'm going to (laughs) get banishment. So that'll be fun. But I have, um, at 9th level, I'll pick up Spirit Guardians, which is going to be a fun one. And Aura of Vitality. Yes. Both of which... Right, which Anna once cast at a much lower level. Um, but those two spells, spe- I mean, spirit guardians as a paladin, are you fucking kidding me? That's, because yeah. because you're gonna you're gonna like unless you're being subjected to saves, you're gonna you're rarely gonna be hit, right? As a paladin, like things have to really roll really high to hit you. So you're not gonna really be making con checks all that often for concentration so that is an amazing spell to have you have your auras and in addition to your auras you have your spirit guardians what the fuck like (laughs) i think that's gonna be so awesome it's when when i get up there it's gonna be amazing and it's not even that far away i mean we're it's we're at what seventh right now Mm -hmm. and i picked those up at ninth so they're they're coming down the pipeline in the next well you you, you took a a level you took a level of warlock oh that's true you're right yeah you'll have to wait um so the channel divinity i loved this channel divinity when uh, when i picked it up the champion challenge is less exciting to me because i already get compelled duel so if i really was in a situation where i wanted to make sure that the enemy was fighting me i could use compelled duel um the turn the tide though that has saved us on many an occasion um turn the tide for those of you that don't know is it a bonus action you can bolster injured creatures with your channel divinity each creature of my choice that can hear me not even see me hear me within mm-hmm. 30 feet of me uh regains hit points equal to 1d6 plus my charisma mod um and we have been down where a lot of us <laughs> were below half of our hit point totals. I have used this channel divinity. It has really helped us. So I have always seen my character Iso as like, she wants to fight. She wants to do magic. She wants to save everybody. She wants to do everything all the time, mm-hmm. all of the time. And this actually allows her to, while she's fighting, while she's trying to work her magic, also save mm-hmm. all her allies so Absolutely. this is just like a perfect combination for for iso so yeah 
I haven't even like really looked into what I get as the as my levels up in the Oath of the Crown, but uh, gosh, Divine <laughs> Allegiance lets me switch out my own health for that of the target creature. So if I have lots of HP and I know that my mm-hmm. <laughs> my ally is real low on it, I can absorb the damage instead, or I can give them my health, which is a really really nice little bit of. Uh, martyry saving you complex that is going to fit really well with ESO's personality. So. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that the crown doesn't get a, a specialized aura. Um, they kind of just get access to that. But that is a very powerful attack, especially if, if uh, like you said, you're at like full health and your wizard or something is about to be hit. I mean, it really could save your party. So, yeah. Um, I have in my notes here that the Tasha's Oath of Glory, the Inspiring Smite, was an amazing feature. I didn't write down what that was, so I'm going to look it up really quick (laughs) to see why I was so impressed with it. I will say I really like that um, the Oath of Glory had Guiding Bolt as one of the spells that it gives you, which is really nice. Um, Let's see. Inspiring Smite. Immediately after you deal damage to a creature with your Divine Smite feature... You can use your channel divinity to distribute temporary hit points to creatures of your choice within 30 feet of you. The total number of temporary hit points equals 2d8 plus your level in this class. Wow. That's but then you crazy. divide that among the, the creatures that you choose. That is a very nice feature. Wow. Very, very nice. Holy crap. I know. They get access to haste at ninth level. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, that is that is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Um yeah, so like yeah, I haven't even looked at like a lot of these new subclass these new subclasses for Paladin, but I mean, I-, I just love how creative they are and and again, it's like it brings me back to that like your Paladin doesn't have to so it's worth mentioning like Paladins back in the day and other systems like Pathfinder and and older uh, versions of D&D had to be lawful good um uh so they were sort of like your 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 lawful citizens your law bearers they, they were the goody two shoes good guys um that's not the case in in 5e your alignment doesn't necessarily dictate um, whether you can or can't be a paladin and you can interpret that alignment however you want mm-hmm. so i i love the idea of finding unique ways to really to become a paladin and to access this magic and to have this oath that aren't specifically tied to like being lawful good right absolutely and i love that the expanded oaths that are out there that are available to you actually allow you to be something other than lawful good right like they can they can be built around any kind of character you want to build what i really liked is that you built your own oath that is um just looking at these there is just there's a whole huge universe of things that channel divinities can give you and that the auras you want to pick up and being able to kind of craft your own would be very, very cool with a paladin. Yeah. It, it what was a great cool. class. I just love this class. So good. My DM was nice enough to give me spiritual weapon um, as one of my prepared spells. So now I, at fifth level, I can do two attacks plus a bonus action spiritual weapon. attack. Oh. <laughs> I think he regrets that. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's uh, no, it, it is just a 
it's an incredibly powerful class. It's a great class, like as Anna mentioned, for a, a new player who wants to dabble in a little bit of magic, but not too much magic. Um, and I mean, those Divine Smites. I mean, come on. Wait, the and Divine the, Smites are amazing. I mean, it's the Lay on it. Hands is like, right. what are you even doing? Why the did divine, you give a character this? <laughs> right. The Divine Smites alone are honestly like, like worth, worth it. it. <laughs> I In my last game with my dwarf, the, the greatest thing about a Divine Smite is that you can choose to use it after you hit. So, mm-hmm. so you don't have to waste it. And if you get a crit, boom, Divine Smite, you automatically double it. So, yep. And I think <sighs> at like 11th level, maybe... Every single hit, mm-hmm. whether you choose to use Divine Smite or not, you get to add a D8 to your hit yep. just because you're extra divine yep. <laughs> the, the <laughs> higher you get in your levels. So honestly, but then we didn't even talk about this. I talked about this last time when we touched on Paladins just as a general overview, but the role player in me loves that they get Divine Sense too. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> just like start your each day, each day, long rest, start it out. Before you hit the road, <laughs> breathe do in. a little divine sense. <laughs> divine sense, breathe out. <laughs> do some yoga midday, yep. divine sense, mm-hmm. in and out. Well, Anna, I absolutely love having a paladin in my campaign, and I love that you're playing her. Oh, um, love her. <laughs> and I don't know, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to see how that how that aspect of her character continues to grow as we as we approach a really interesting arc where we're not only going to be like assassinating an emperor but then you have to contend with well what happens to your her history and her family yeah. and her home oh my god it's going to be so good you know i i picked up this character and kind of like played it by the book um other than other than picking an oath that i found on the internet as opposed to in the books <laughs> but um like she's lawful good when she started out right but now she's on like a mission to kill the emperor She's picked up a level of warlock of all things, mm-hmm. Hexblade. Yeah, <laughs> like this is this is going to be an interesting journey for Iso moving forward, balancing her change in worldviews and trying to like kind of remain loyal to her oath. Because uh, as the player's handbook will tell you, it is a BFD if you break your oath. Like yes. it is a big deal breaking Absolutely. your oath. So. We'll have to see how she battles that. That's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited. So excited. <laughs> well, students, I hope that you 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 have listened to everything here and that you're excited about playing a paladin. And I'm so excited to continue on and venture into all the other classes. Absolutely. Cannot wait to do these deep dives with you. And, um, you know, we're going to continue inviting folks that have played some of these classes onto our show so we can hear their about their experiences um, as we take this kind of journey into the different classes. So, yay, join us. Yay. Class is dismissed. Yay.